when was the last time? Maybe we should say when the last time was that we recorded. That's like a nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been right. like a month. How long I feel has it like. Been? I think a month is fair. Like I log into Riverside and it right. just says like, "Do you want to create a studio?" Like I don't have one, and like I, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, where's my stuff? Where's all my files? <laughs> yeah. So last one was uh, three weeks ago. Okay. Okay. And before that, yeah, three man. weeks. Uh, so that's the cadence now. Okay. So yeah, I think, and that makes sense because, um, and we should we should add this to the material because uh, that makes sense. With that three weeks instead of four weeks, it means that we're recording slightly earlier in the month each time. And so huh, the, yeah. the and the, the reason I know that is that how I feel about sales is <laughs> highly dependent on yeah. the week of the month now. The yeah. closer we get to the 30th or the 31st, the more stressed out I get and the more angry I get. Huh. And then there's a sense of relief uh, when it's all over again. So we're trying to drive up our MRR number and I am you know, doing everything I can to get things across the line pretty much every every day of the week at this point. So I, I basically learned we had a couple deals that didn't close the end of last month. And that was disappointing uh, but we had a few that did, and that was okay. We uh, we didn't have the most blockbuster March uh, compared to February. February was a hundred percent growth month. March was a uh, I think twenty percent ish, something like that. Nothing to sneeze at. Growing twenty percent in a month is like fantastic, but it's you know startups, right? Like you get that high of the doubling, and you're like disappointed when it's more normal. But this month again. Even though these numbers are bigger now, like our baseline is bigger, we have what line of sight on growing forty percent this month. So that's feels pretty good after. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, to have that growth number percentage going up, even though we're getting bigger, um, and yeah, pretty excited about that. We what it hinges on is the same two deals um, that I've been working on for months now that didn't close in March that I thought were going to. And then, yeah, I started out April going, hey, for sure, for sure, these are going to close in early April because we almost closed them in March, right? So, like, now it's pretty much guaranteed that we're going to get them to close in April. And, you know, the first week of the month goes by, the second week of the month goes by, into the third week, and I've just gotten really good at emailing and saying, is this a good week to start? And I come up with, like, a different way to say that every seven days or so. Um... And then yesterday, something amazing happened. Both of them got back to us and said they were ready to start and sign. And yeah. I remember sharing the news with you guys over over the messages there. And um, and yet, this is startups. <laughs> I don't have the signs in my inbox yet. Even though they both said that they were ready. And we sent them... Literally minutes after that email, we sent them a DocuSign reminder so that it'll be top of their inbox. They still haven't clicked the button. And it's okay. I'm not mad at them personally or anything. Like, it's no nothing like that. It's just, you know, there's there's there comes this moment, too, where you're like, okay, this growth is, is real and it's exciting and these customers are happy and this is really happening. At the same time, 
you know, you, you expect it's going to get a little easier at some point because like they they said, yes, they want to work with us. Like if this is product market fit, you know, why is it why is it got to be so hard? And I think part of it is just accepting that it's it's always going to be like it's always going to be hard in a different way. There's always going to be something hard about it. And maybe just like this is my catharsis moment of saying like that's normal. It's, it's going to be hard <laughs> like just because they're not signing when we want them to. That, that doesn't mean that we don't have product market fit. It doesn't mean that it's anything's wrong. Things are good. Um, things yeah, like hard. if you're a real estate broker, <laughs> like even though every every time it takes forever because people have to like think about this big decision, doesn't mean you don't have product market fit. Yeah. You know? That's There's true. Some That's right. Things people that buying just houses. More right. <laughs> thinking. That's right. That's right. Some things just take time. And, um, and that's okay. And that's why we, I think the learning for us in the last couple months is just volume is really important getting, you know, we, we have to be having conversations every day with new prospects so that the ones that started thinking about it in February are closing now. And the ones that started thinking about it in March are closing in May and so forth. So if it's, if we're going to have a sales cycle, that's 30 plus days, which for a decision of this magnitude, it means a marketing platform. I understand people don't just buy marketing platforms on a whim one afternoon. You know, we just need to get more conversations going. So, so the good news is we've had six inbound leads since Friday through our new website, which launched on a Friday. And I had two of them, two of those demo calls today, which were scheduled automatically through Savvy Cal. It's so crazy to have a calendar that's being populated on its own. But, you know, both those calls, they're like, yeah, this is probably like not a today thing. This is a next month thing or a Q3 thing. And I'm totally okay with that when I'm having two calls a day, right? Because now I'm just like lining up future revenue. It's when you're like, we got to grow now. And I met you a week ago. And you're like, you just can't force it. Yeah. 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 So you're working on the pipeline. That's how it's going. Yep. Work in the pipeline like a an oil guy. It's okay. I'm working the pipeline. Things are just going to take time, and we're getting inbound. We're getting inbound leads now. That's the big thing that I, I think this episode is also about. Is that yes, pipeline growth. It's working, but we need more volume. And we released our new website on Friday, which positions us where we're finding fit, as opposed to we were very broad before, very. Product, sales, marketing, low-code platform, build calculators. The new site really encapsulates the messaging that has been working since January and puts it out there. And lo and behold, we're getting, I mean, we weren't getting six inbound leads in four in four days before. We were getting, you know, maybe maybe one, two a month, three a month, you know, and I was doing everything I could with them. And I was doing mostly outbound. So have my calendar fill up with calls from people who, are actually interested in the kind of things we offer. And, you know, the pricings on there are baseline pricing. So we're charging 300 or 500 a month and up. That's on the website. So I know when they sign up that they're, you know, they're serious. Like they're not calling expecting it to be $12. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I think if you want that, like, yeah. inbound stuff, like, I don't know how much you follow what Eras does. I mean, I know you you do follow it, but um, 
they have all this great content, like they have webinars and they have um, eBooks and stuff like that. And they just post about it on LinkedIn every day. Every yeah. day, I think, Stuart <laughs> uh, posts yeah. something to LinkedIn that points to like some sort of like lead capture on the Eros website. And that's mm-hmm. how they fill up. Um, that's how they, they fill up their CRM, I think, their pipeline. And I mean, there's a ton of education you can do just to like kind of get get on the radar for enrichment totally. and engagement and stuff like that. And so, yeah. yeah, so I think that would be great, like a great next step for this like inbound pipeline yeah. stuff. To yeah. Just like have some, have an easy way for people to put in their email on the website. So the cornerstone of that is going to be, drum roll, we're going to have our own summit powered toolkit yeah. on the site. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Which appeals to marketers because those are our target audience. We're going to call it the growth equations toolkit. Kind of a riff on my mathematical bents and things I write about on Twitter and, and my blog uh, in times past. And that toolkit's going to have kind of my best of my best work in terms of um, calculators for sales and marketing and growth. And we can optionally collect emails on it. I'm kind of figuring out how aggressive we want to be in saying, give us your email to use these. Yeah. But then, yes, I can I can use those to create interesting content. I can point people to those and those can engage people. So I think the cornerstone there is going to be adding Summit apps and calculators to our own website will really help. Um, yeah. Because I know some of the ones have been really popular, like the SaaS plateau forecasting tool, the how many leads do I need to hit my growth targets tool so yeah yeah we're gonna we're gonna add those um and yeah so so that feels good and then i i also want to mention i'm not really relying on inbound i mean the inbound has been like this surprise delight that i wasn't expecting what i'm actually focusing on because i feel like inbound is i've been doing outbound up until now i want to start to um create a machine to do outbound targeting folks that I think fit our ideal customer profile, which is people who have a CRM, but who also use an enrichment tool like Clearbit to add data to their contacts in their CRM, because that's what we do too. So if they have a budget for those tools and they use them, then it should be pretty easy to explain what we do. And I found a tool, which I'll just mention, and if it turns out to be bad, I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll say that later, uh, but it's called Clay, C-L-A-Y. Um, and it is oh, yeah, a, that's the personal CRM too, right? Is it? Okay. Clay.com, killer domain. But it says, combine 50 data sources and AI to find and message your best prospects. Clay is your control center for hyper-targeted outbound. So I got early access. I sent an email to them and said, you got to let me in. And I'm sending, um, I found a list of it's people. Not the same thing. <laughs> okay. I found a list of people that use... Um, I found a list of people that use HubSpot and uh, and Clearbit, which is something you can find just by scraping the web because HubSpot and Clearbit are both like in your JavaScript and your marketing site if you use them. And it's not contacts, it's just company names. But I can hook that up to Clay and I can point Clay at LinkedIn because I have a premium LinkedIn subscription. And it will go in and it will find the LinkedIn pages for the VPs of marketing at those companies. And so I can then message them very specifically and say, hey, you know, we do this. I think you might be interested given how you do marketing there at company X. And I can even have ChatGPT generate a list of calculators that like 
maybe just one or two examples of calculators that they could build using Summit and yeah, insert that into the email. <laughs> yeah. Yes, which is something I've been doing in my manual outbound. So when I do manual outbound, I have been using ChatGPT to generate a list of calculators that might be useful for them. People love it. <laughs> yeah, I can see why. Yeah, I mean, as much as I hate on AI and ChatGPT because I think it's overhyped, it is really useful for stuff like that. I don't know how you're going to turn that into a business, but it's really useful as like a instant domain expert because it's almost like I have a piece of their brain before I even have the sales conversation, right? It's like... It's an intelligent writing aid. It is. It is. And so if I'm targeting like a, um, you know, a company that does like salon and spa software, I don't know anything about appealing to those kinds of users or owners, but I can ask ChatGPT like what calculators should a platform for salon and spa owners have on their website to help salon and spa owners. And it will come up with a list like instantly that are very... I mean, it's incredible because it's very then domain specific. It's like canceled appointment calculator and all these things that like salons and spas deal with, which like I don't intuitively know because I have no experience in that area. Yeah, then you can offer a calculator saying how many fish you need for like depending on how many feet goes into the (laughs) everything, the thing, (laughs) everything. No, it's it's crazy. I mean, there's no I've, I've generated four or five lists like this so far manually and do you do you know that's like a it's like a hundred percent response rate because crazy it's crazy because because like the the content is so it resonates so 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 well with so the 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 real story here is that i'm going to i'm going to try to scale the outbound that i've been doing manually that's been working using this tool and then obviously the inbound can keep working. That's great. I'm going to write more content. We're going to have the toolkit. But between the inbound and the outbound, I did the math. Turns out I have a tool for that. <laughs> and if we can get 10, 10 new customers a month and I have like a mix of annual and monthly subscription types, um, we can actually get to cash flow break even this year, which with no new funding, which um, are very close. Which is very very exciting. Like to to think that this thing is working at that level is um really encouraging. Obviously, it's like you can see the light at the end of the tunnel, and it's real. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not it's, like it's, a fantasy. Yeah, it's not a. If we just go viral, or if like yeah, if yeah. some miracle happens, you know. Yeah. 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 It's like no, if we just heads down, execute, and do this, we can do this. So. That's encouraging, uh, as you can imagine. Yeah, man, it is. I'm I'm glad we're recording these. I hope it'll turn <laughs> into a great story. <laughs> yeah, this I don't year. know. I don't know how it's gonna go. I mean, I still need. I, man, if you'd recorded, if you'd recorded yesterday, I would have been popping the champagne bottle top off. But I've learned enough to know that just because somebody says they're gonna sign doesn't mean they are actually going to yet. So I'm gonna save that right, celebration. Right. But but again, it's a roller coaster, man. It's a roller coaster. So how are you doing? <laughs> yeah i mean how am i doing we're first of all we're having a baby in like two and a half months or something like that if it ar- if it detail. comes in schedule but um <laughs> i guess you never know so there's like a, a window <laughs> you gotta yeah, be prepared there. so obviously that's like a very big thing right now 
My wife is trying to uh, finish her PhD before that, which is hard, a hard task when you also have a toddler and you're very pregnant. So uh, we're hanging in there. I, um, I've said so many times lately that I'm just so thankful for my Tailwind job. <laughs> Provides this uh, stability in our lives, which is really appreciated yeah. right now. Um, but yeah, I said before we started recording that I think I was ready to give an update uh, today. Yeah, so I'm just going to give the quick version, then maybe we'll dive into some of it more, more of it uh, later on. But um, yeah, I, I actually am working on a blog post that's like called Life Update <laughs> because I feel like no one really knows mm. what I'm up to these days because I've kind of gone silence, silent. And um, kind of like the... The big things, um, the two big things there that I haven't spoken much about publicly is one is the Tailwind job. I know I've talked about it on the podcast a little bit, but I'm not really talking about it anywhere else. Um, and then the other thing is reform. Um, and there's been a lot of um, change there. In the blog post I'm working on, I called it like going indie, which is kind of like inspired by indie hackers <laughs> going indie again recently. And mm. I know it might sound weird because people kind of think of it as indie already, I think. Um, but it feels more indie now, like more independent <laughs> than it was, mm -hmm. um, you know, a month ago. But uh, basically, well, first of all, Reform is just me right now. Bjorn has, uh, has left, <laughs> basically. Mm -hmm. So that's like the first big thing. Um, and, uh, you know, everything is still fine between him and I we're still friends and we're still like you know could see ourselves like do another thing together in the future um so I've talked about reform being at a plateau for a long time and we didn't really know what to do with it and it's just been tough like with me like working for Tailwind and him kind of being on his own and then this year he started doing freelance and it kind of like consumed all his time so he hasn't really worked on reform this year at all and about a month ago, I kind of told him, like, I think you need to decide if you still want to work on it or not. Um, and and he said, I agree. <laughs> I think I need mm. to figure it out because I just, I really don't know right now. So he wanted some time to, to think about it. And mm. I honestly wasn't sure what he's going to come back with. So in my head, it's kind of like 50-50 which was weird because normally you know, um, but I just, for some reason, I just didn't know. And uh, But he came back and he said that uh, he thought that it was better. For, like, he, he liked reform, but he just, he wasn't excited to work on it anymore. And he felt bad that I was kind of like doing everything mm -hmm. and he was barely like thinking about it, basically. He was kind of tapped out. And he, or tuned out, he said one thing, like he said he had a couple of days off from the other work uh, for the other stuff he was doing. And and he he was thinking about how like, there's like not, no part of him was thinking like, oh, maybe I should do some reform work these days. Mm -hmm. And that kind of like convinced him that actually he didn't really care about it anymore or in the yeah. same way at least. So he wasn't motivated uh, to work on it in the same way. So, um, yeah, so that was kind of his decision. And, um, 
yeah, so we decided to uh, that it was just going to be my thing going forward. But uh, at the same time, uh, uh, another like big development <laughs> um, was going on as well. Um, one big problem with reform for me was that I, it had, um, you know, it came out of branch. So it already had a cap table when we started it, which had the benefit that we didn't have to raise money because there was a little bit of money in there. And then also we could sell WP Pusher, the, you know, and branch together and use that as runway as well, which we did. Mm-hmm. But it also meant that it we kind of started reform with uh, like like investors having a liquidity preference in the company. And, you know, on a good day, maybe we could sell the business and pay off, um, you know, up to that liquidity preference. But I I knew that there wasn't going to be anything um, for me um, in that case. And then also, the, it wasn't really making any money. <laughs> uh, at least I wasn't making a salary from it. So... You know, I wasn't making salary from it, and I didn't stand to like gain anything if we sold it. So it, it, it kind of like it's not the most motivating uh, situation to be in. Obviously, yeah, <laughs> gotta have at least one of them. I think, yeah, for sure, to keep you motivated. Um, so I think like must have been in February. I finally just decided that it, I couldn't do it anymore. Like I, you know, reform. It took up so much of my energy and like just doing the support and, you know, once in a while there's like stuff that breaks because it's like, there's a lot of traffic, you know, on forms and stuff and just a a few different things that I just kind of had enough. So I recorded like a long audio thing that I sent to you and Derek and I was like, I don't know what to do. And you guys were supportive. I don't even kind of like, you kind of just agreed that I needed to do something. And then I had like an endless amount of conversations with you and some friends here in Denmark. And ultimately I wrote like a letter, basically almost like my last investor update, kind of how it felt like. And I, I told investors that like, I can't do this anymore the way we do right now. Like basically the main, like one of the main things that I was feeling was that I was like pretending to be the CEO of Reform, but that is kind of like fake because you know yeah being ceo didn't wasn't really act like in reality it wasn't my job you know like my 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 job was a tailwind and reform didn't even pay me any money and so it, it just like felt like i i kind of felt like almost like a fraud that people thought i'm like doing this reform thing and it's like probably mm-hmm. going well and even though i feel like a bit transparency on the podcast like everyone still assumed that it was going well for some yeah. reason. So maybe people actually don't listen to the podcast, maybe. And um, <laughs> yeah, so I wrote this letter and it's like, the only way I can keep going is like completely like reset all the expectations. Like I'm not going to send investor updates anymore unless there's something important to say. Um, I'll probably like want to move the company to Denmark or something just to like, you know, have less admin work. Um just like different things that I knew had to change. Um, and I, I, another thing was like, I need to like publicly be able to just like be honest about these things. And I feel like I need to, you know, talk to my investors first before I do that. 
And yeah. or if I want to start another thing, like I can I can do that. Like I'm not really I just set expectations that I'm not really committed to this thing anymore the same way that I was. Yeah. Um and my hope was that I could find a way to turn it into a side project instead and still like kind of make that scenario work. So one of the options obviously was to see if I could buy out some of the investors for basically cents on the dollar, right? Um and or if you know some of them maybe they just want to leave altogether like one of our investors is a very big vc firm and you know sometimes it makes more sense for them to just kind of like take the loss (laughs) so i sent that and started having conversations with investors um and you know realized that (laughs) They care more about you when it's going well, you know. <laughs> They're more excited to get back to you quickly when it's going well. Right, but anyways, right. one of them was very kind. He offered uh, to get, be bought back at like a low um, amount compared to what he invested. And that was like, you know, realistic with the money we had left in the bank. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so the very short version is that um, we had five investors going into this and now we have two. And uh, you're no longer an investor, so you're the one of the people that uh, uh, basically let me buy the equity back. And um, mm-hmm. and then one of the remaining investors, um, oh, well, with the remaining investors, um, I was also able to kind of like uh, negotiate the liquidity preference uh, situation. Yeah. So all in all, it's good. Um, at a completely different spot right now where it's just me. So, you know, the money that Reform is making is not, I don't have to split with someone else. And mm-hmm. um, the liquidity pref- liquidity preferences are at a, a point right now where if I sold the company, it's starting to make sense for me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't this have plans good. to do that right now. Um, this is like kind of like motivated me to actually work on reform again because yeah it's like this more exciting like it's 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 more it's more real now because i can treat it more as a side project and it also kind of is a side project yeah um and if it there's works not this, well there's a reward for you exactly yeah yeah and or if it just like works like somehow okay that's true there's still a that's reward yeah. there's know? still something in it for you right yeah. And um, yeah, I just kind of, yeah, that's why I'm saying like go in India again, because it kind of just feels like I got reformed back because it didn't really feel like mine anymore. And now it does. And, you know, for a couple of days, I thought we lost all the money with the Silicon Valley Bank, but then we got <laughs> it back. And um, I also got the business back. So um, yeah, I'm way more motivated right now. And then... Um, so I've been, I have had a lot of like lawyer work, investor conversations, like uh, talks with Bjorn, like just like kind of like heavy stuff. And uh, in the past two weeks or so, I've kind of gotten into the product again, which has been really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, shipped my first feature in like, I don't know, eight months or something like that. Um, email receipts for form submissions and then... This week, I'm hoping to do a bit of marketing work. And yeah, 
one last thing I want to just like kind of put on the record this um, while we're recording now is I was walking through the forest the other day and, you know, now I'm thinking about reform again on my forest walks because it's kind of like exciting. And just like this thought hit me that I don't know why it hadn't like hit me before, but I was thinking about this plateau and kind of, I, I know in my head what it looks like on our MRR chart because I look at it a lot, you know? <laughs> Um, and, and a thought just like came to my mind is like, when did we launch freemium? Because I, I was kind of looking for a way to like justify getting rid of freemium because it causes a lot of support and abuse and stuff like that. And especially working on it alone, I just don't want the free plan anymore. As, yeah. So this it, thought is an indie, came to, as a more indie company, it makes even less sense. Exactly. Yeah. So this thought came to my mind. I'm in the forest. It's like horrible, like 3G connection. But I managed to like pull up chart mogul first to like take a screenshot of the chart. And then I go to Twitter just to try to like find the tweet where I announced the free plan. And literally where the plateau starts on the MRR chart is exactly where we launched freemium. So, and I... And I don't know how I missed this, like this connection or this correlation that's like clearly there. It's like, yeah, so obvious when you see it. And I'm just like, I send it to you and Derek. I'm like, oh my God, like what? Like, look at this. Yeah. yeah. I think Derek, he just sent like the, the smiley that's like sweating. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. So anyways, I finally had a good reason to turn off freemium, which so I did. And I also tweaked the pricing a little bit on the on the pro plan, so I bumped it up from twenty five to thirty five. Um, but yeah, I did that Sunday evening. It's now Wednesday, and we've got five new customers in the last three days. And in the prior three weeks, we got five customers. It's amazing, you know. That's exciting, man. That's really exciting. <laughs> it's like, I literally, you know, I just turned it off and then we just started getting customers. Yeah, it's fantastic. And, or I'm say, saying we, but, you know. Yeah. Royal yeah, we. That's, that's so great. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it makes me wish there it's was like too an early to say, but it's like, chart. right. Man, it's exciting. <laughs> if it ends up being that, I mean, if, if that if that alone just drives consistent, you know, X percent month over month growth instead of a plateau, that's fantastic, especially in the state you're in now, right? Yeah, because then like if if over like the next year, year and a half, it like doubles in revenue, it's like very meaningful to me. It still wouldn't be meaningful to my investors. Like um, it wouldn't have been a better outcome for them, you know, <laughs> even in that mm -hmm. situation. Um, like it would have to grow yeah. way faster to like live up to the expectations basically that, um, but as a side project, it's like, yeah, it could be very meaningful for me and like, it's awesome for my next thing or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, so it's pretty exciting and, uh, yeah, at least I'll take it for as long as it lasts, you know? Absolutely. I mean, it, and I'm excited to add more stuff like just like kind of make it better now like 
one feature I op- yeah. I had a like a PR of like a prototype of the feature for um, saving or or for uh, like we call the um, partial submissions I think partial responses. So mm-hmm. basically, like if people don't finish the form, if they just fill out one page, you can still see the the response or the answers they gave. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like a pretty significant. Uh, change so I haven't pushed it yet because I'm like nervous about it but like now I'm ex- now I'm actually like motivated to spend the time like finishing that up I think like we have like 200 customers right now a bit more than 200 customers I think a, a significant amount of them if they start seeing in their reform dashboard that they have you know partial submissions and there's a you know do you want to upgrade to the plan where you can see those? Definitely. I think there's a significant portion of those people that want to upgrade. And I also think it just makes reform like more attractive to begin with. Totally. So yeah. I see I see a path forward right now for reform. And I'm Woo-hoo. proud of myself <laughs> for like getting to here instead of just giving up, which was I was very close. <laughs> at just giving up in a sense, but I kind of held on to it. And honestly, if I'm very honest, like a very big part of that is probably like not super rational, maybe like even slightly unhealthy or something, but I I have felt like a very big like sunk cost. Um, Or I've thought a lot about like sunk cost fallacy um, with this thing because, you know, when I I, um, joined Tiny Seed, I kind of threw WP Pusher into the pool, right? Um, and that's basically what we sold. And it just, it pained me to like think that I just kind of like used all that money to start reform and then it didn't work out mm-hmm. and I didn't get any money out of mm-hmm. it. Totally. Because like that's I hard. put so much work into WP Pusher really and hard. it's not like I got like a fat salary from it or anything like that. I just, you know, it kind of just became the runway for reform. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a very big reason for why I like, you know, held on to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I am uh, yeah, really I, huge, man. happy about I, where I am now, like with the reform yeah. as like at a, at a much more like sustainable level and then the tailwind job. And then like, it just fits perfect with like, we're going to have a, ch- and a baby soon. And Yeah been trying hard not to start a new thing (laughs) it's beautiful man i i'm really happy for you what i love about the change is uh what i love about the freemium change is like there is value there and i was thinking you know it's like if i was somewhere and they're like okay you can have this thing and it's valuable and um but i'll just give it to you for free you're like i mean okay i'll I'll take it if you're gonna give it to me but if you told me it was like five dollars instead then I would just give you the five dollars, and like it was, it's completely there un, up to the vendor as to whether or not they want to charge for it. But it doesn't change my behavior, and it's like yeah. very possible that there was a lot of people who will buy that were like, I mean, I'd take it for free if you're going to give it to me for free, but I also I do need it and I want it, so it's not a huge amount of money. I'll just give you money instead if you want, <laughs> and you're yeah. like, no, you don't need to, and now you're like, actually, yeah, please pay me. And yeah, yeah, and and they are, and and I, my where I was going with that though is like changing back to not having freemium is like a fundamental change. So 
it's not like you're telling me, oh, we were on Hacker News over the weekend and so we got some more subscriptions. Like, you've made a fundamental change. So if it really is that, then you, I mean, it could be a trend line, which would be great. Yeah, I mean, while we've had freemium, we've done a lot of, like, stuff to improve our marketing and, like, SEO and stuff like that. So we have, like, like we That's have more traffic. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But we weren't converting any, like, we weren't, it, it wasn't converting. Yeah, uh, a freemium that, this is the thing, I, I don't think it was poorly executed, or poorly implemented, but sometimes it just doesn't fit, doesn't work. And it's funny, neither of us has free. Yeah, I mean, we literally copied typeforms, <laughs> whatever they did. Mm. You know, back then we sure. had like the same call to action on the free forms and stuff like that, but it just didn't really work. Yeah, I mean, it stands to reason that it should have, but it didn't. And what makes you a strong entrepreneur is the ability to like hit the undo and learn from it <laughs> so yeah that's awesome man that's good that's good yeah and i was glad to see that we built it in a way that it was obvious that we built it in a way that it was easy to change yeah that's great too it was literally like a you know flip the switch between having it or not having it so it was easy to change it again awesome well congrats cool on the new frontier that's actually exciting for you that's the way it should be. Yeah, I mean, so. it's huge. Like, it helps so much with the motivation, you know, new customers. So, yeah, man. No, I'm, I like I said, happy for you. Uh, good episode that we got to hear an update about reform, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, we can dive more into some of the stuff later on, but uh, yep. I, All right. Good, good time to like kind of get it, get it out a little bit. Yeah, I think we needed it. We needed a. We needed an update. A where are they now? And now we yeah. know. So now you can start sharing cool. updates about the revenue just going up and to the right, which is great. <laughs> yeah. You figured it all out. <laughs> it's awesome. Sweet. Cool. All right, buddy. Awesome. I'll talk to you later. Good Thanks. Up this then. See ya. Yep. Yeah.